Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, day 49. Did you know that the Bible is a love letter from God to you? Everything in the Bible, from Old Testament to New Testament, is all about God's love for you. So how do we accept this love and bring it into our everyday lives? Thankfully, there have been very few times since our relationship began when I've been apart from my wife Pippa. However, before we were married, there was a period of three weeks when I was away. In those days, without email or mobile phones, our only way of communication was by letter. I wrote every day. She wrote every day. I remember so well the feeling of intense excitement and joy when I saw the handwriting on the envelope and knew that a letter from Pippa was inside. I would quickly take the letter and go off to a quiet place by myself to study it. The actual letter wasn't valuable, but the fact that it was written by the person I love made it so precious to me. The Bible is a love letter from God to you. What makes the Bible so exciting is not the book itself, but the fact that through it we encounter the person we love. The whole Bible is about Jesus. The New Testament's obviously about Jesus. However, Jesus said of the scriptures that were available in his lifetime, that is the Old Testament, these are the very scriptures that testify about me. From Psalm 22 All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. Proclaim the victory of Jesus. This psalm, which starts off with despair and suffering, describing prophetically the death of Jesus, ends with a great cry of victory. He has done it. God has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. This victory will lead to people all over the world turning to the Lord. All the nations will bow down before him. This victory will be proclaimed. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born, that he has done it, that it is finished. Not only does the resurrection of Jesus bring great victory, it also brings about familial intimacy. The word translated my people is an intimate one, referring to close companions, and is usually translated as brother or relative. In the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews specifically relates this to our relationship with Jesus. Jesus declares to us, his people, that he is in our midst, and he sees us as his brothers and sisters, part of his family. Lord, thank you so much that you have listened to my cry for help. Today, I cry for help. New Testament from Mark 3 and 4 Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed sown along the path. Where the word is sown, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. 
but since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces corn, first the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Embrace the words of Jesus. Jesus sees you as part of his close family. He wants all of us to have the closest possible intimate relationship with him, like a brother or sister or mother. In this passage, we see this relationship is nurtured through the word of God, both by hearing the word and putting it into practice. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus speaks about the power of his own words, which are the words of God. Much of his teaching comes to us in stories. Everybody enjoys a good story. The meaning of a parable is contained within the story. People go to sleep during abstract preaching, but wake up for a good story. A story has the power to get through to us before our defences come up. The parable of the sower shows the power of words to change lives. If you hear the word and embrace it, you will be like seed sown on good soil, who hear the word and accept it and produce a crop, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times what was sown. You will produce a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. We see again and again on Alpha the extraordinary power of the words of Jesus to totally transform lives and make them fruitful. There is a multiplication as people bring their friends to hear the words of Jesus. If the words of Jesus do not have any effect, then the fault lies with the hearer. At times, my life is so shallow that his words do not take root. At other times, problems in my life or opposition, trouble or persecution take me away from a close relationship with Jesus. At other times, still, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. There is great power in vulnerability. Jesus says, For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. We're not meant to keep things hidden or concealed in our lives. It's far healthier to bring them out into the open. We may impress people by our strengths, but we connect with them through our vulnerabilities. Jesus goes on to stress over and over again the importance of words and of hearing his words. Be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. The more time you invest in studying and applying God's word to your life, the greater benefit you will experience. 
Make this a high priority. Give time to embracing the words of Jesus and you will not regret it. The parable of the growing seed shows that once the words of Jesus have been planted in your life, you can expect to bear fruit. You reap later. You may need to be patient while you wait for the harvest, but you can be sure that if you keep on sowing the seed, you will reap far, far more than what you've sown. The harvest will come. Lord, help me not only to hear your words, but also to speak them to others and see the extraordinary power of the Word of God to transform my life and those around me. Old Testament, from Exodus 23 and 24. Do not spread false reports. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. Do not accept a bribe. Do not oppress a foreigner. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Be a minister of the covenant of Jesus. God's relationship with his people was defined by the covenant, the agreement between God and his people on Mount Sinai. In the covenant relationship, God committed himself to his people and asked them to respond by committing themselves to him. He called them to live lives that would keep them close to him in this covenant relationship. In particular, we see how high on God's agenda are the issues of justice and poverty. Many parts of the world it's almost impossible for the poor to get justice. People are often thrown in prison on false charges with little or no redress. Some legal systems are dominated by bribery. Only these words were adhered to. Do not deny justice to your poor. Have nothing to do with a false charge. Do not accept a bribe. It's really hard to go against the crowd and the culture. It's no defense to say, well, that's the culture. Everybody does it, so there's no alternative. God says, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. Covenants in the ancient world were frequently ratified by the eating of a meal. They ate and drank. The covenant is sealed by the shedding of blood. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant. The prophets foretold that one day there would be a new covenant written not on tablets of stone, but on our hearts. Jesus explained to his disciples how this new covenant was going to be made possible through his blood. You celebrate this new covenant through a meal. Each time you receive Holy Communion, and hear the words, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Under this covenant, all of your sins are forgiven, and you have a relationship with Jesus that goes on forever. Through Jesus, you are a minister of the new covenant. The old covenant came with glory. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, a consuming fire. St. Paul writes, Will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. Lord, thank you that as I read the scriptures, I encounter Jesus. Lord, help me each day as I listen to your words and meet with you to grow in my love relationship and to reflect your glory. Pepper adds, at first glance, I find Mark 3.31 quite a difficult passage. It sounds as if 
Jesus is discarding his real family. What he's actually saying is that everybody who believes belongs to his family. And his mother and brothers believed in him and were followers to the end. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your love for me. Send your Holy Spirit now to fill my heart with your love. In Jesus' name, Amen.